Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com slash breadbox. Do you have a great idea for a podcast but not sure where to start? Neither did we until someone recommended Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Then Anchor distributes your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, and more. They even pair you with sponsors so you can make money with your podcast with no minimum listenership. And all of it is free. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Praised be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. I'm Alexandra Sullivan. And I'm Father Connolly. Welcome to Raising Saints, Helping Kids Hear God's Voice. We're a priest and a mom who are eager to do our best to answer kids' questions about God, the church, the faith, and more. Most importantly, to help them to grow in their relationship with God and ultimately hear His voice. Father Connolly. Hi, Mrs. S. <laughs> How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? A little sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. A little tired. But we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Lent fatigue, you think? Or just life fatigue? <laughs> or just, both? I don't know. It's just one of those, I didn't sleep well and I feel tired. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Nothing in particular, really. But mm. How are you? Well, I know I have such an energizing presence, so hopefully that'll help. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll snap right out of it. <laughs> Best part of waking up. Except it's 8 p.m. It. <laughs> can't, can't have coffee now. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. Oh, no. That would be a disaster. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, boy. All right, so fruit of the bean, work of the machine. Sorry. Let's keep let's stay <laughs> on target. Great here. Start. <laughs> yes. Um, right, so today we're going doubt. to Oh, you're skipping ahead. Missy. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <Let's see> prayer. <laughs> you might be the principal in your homeschool, but that's right. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us uh, on the straight and narrow. All right. So why don't you lead us in prayer then? <laughs> just, just throw that, throw that at me. All right. Yeah. The, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When in doubt, to Hail Mary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She's great. That's right. More often. She needs to hang out with our family anyway, so. Mm -hmm. So tonight, today, whenever this <laughs> tonight, tonight, we are we are answering a kiddo's question. Mm-hmm. But we cheated because it's my own kid. <laughs> you know what that means? What does that mean? More folks need to send us questions. That's right. That's right. So raising saints podcast at gmail.com. Send mm-hmm. us your questions, folks. Please do. Or on social media or however you find us. Send us yeah. questions. And we'll so, have fun trying to answer them. In we the meantime, will. Yeah. So this is from little John, right? It is from little John. So we'll play very, it. Very inquisitive. Yeah. Isn't it very funny? Cool. Isn't it funny? Like what topics like the kid, kids, each kid focuses on. It's very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll play that. Why didn't St. Thomas believe that Jesus rose from the dead? So little John wants to know about St. Thomas. So what do you think? Why do you think St. Thomas didn't believe Jesus had risen from the dead? Too good to be true. (laughs) Probably, right? I mean, think about it. If you were there. Too good to be true. Yeah. I, I, it sounds like I'm like I'm being silly, but I actually think in short, that would be the answer. Right. It's just too good to be true. Because you think about if we could put ourselves in their shoes or their sandals, for that mm-hmm. matter, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, putting ourselves in their shoes, they've left everything behind yeah. to follow this man, Jesus, for years. Right. You think about three years. That's not insignificant. That's almost all of seminary. (laughs) That's a long time. It is. You know, um, three years devoted to Jesus and with the hope that the mounting hope that's growing more and more throughout the course of those three years that, you know, this, this, there was something compelling about him in the beginning, but now, I mean, gosh, this could really be the guy like this. Mm-hmm. He could, and that could be, becomes, um, this definitely is, this mm-hmm. is the long awaited one. This is think about the faith of Martha after the death of her brother, Lazarus, she's mourning, but she's still able to say, no, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm mad at you. <laughs> You could put it in our terms, right? So just a brief aside, is I think it's helpful, that scene, right? Jesus has arrived after waiting, after waiting, yeah. you know? Yeah. What, what's he waiting for? Um, and he gets there, and his friend Lazarus is dead, and Martha and Mary, Lazarus' sisters, there they are mourning. Yeah. And, and Martha would be understandably despairing, right? right. What's going on? This isn't... Um, what we thought this isn't a plan. We also don't know how Lazarus died. So it's 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, no I don't. No, we don't. No. I mean, it's probably tragic. You think they're contemporaries. They're in their early 30s. Yeah. Right? Um, it'd be like if there's an episode of Friends, right? The one where Chandler died. Like, that would be the, <laughs> horrible. Yeah. What What's going on? And Martha, anyway, what's my point? She has this great faith. She says, no, no, I'm not happy with you. Yeah. But I know that you, I've come to believe you are the, the Messiah, the son of God, right. the one who's coming into the world. Yeah. Um, so I think she also stands as a good counterpoint to, um, to St. Thomas. We're talking about his lack of faith. Mm-hmm. and her miraculous faith mm-hmm. so but yeah it, this man is he really she, i mean is he really it's not that he lacks faith because then immediately afterwards you know what his response is once he sees jesus yeah. but he's he's doubtful but so I, right he's doubting right yeah right and i think that's something that each of us wrestles with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When some, especially but, when something terrible is happening, right? This is terrible. Right. So, but we've, so anyway, we've, I mean, we've seen, right. So Jesus will tell him, um, you believe because you've seen blessed are those who have come to believe without having seen mm-hmm. in a, in a sense, we haven't seen like Thomas has, but. Right. In a sense, we've seen, right? So even in those moments of doubt, we say, but I, I've i witnessed to the the lordship of Jesus. I've witnessed mm-hmm. to the divinity of, of Jesus. And, um, but I think there is this moment we can say he lacked faith. He didn't have faith. In fact, so I busted out the old catechism. Oh, good. I wanted, yeah, the, the trusty catechism of the Catholic Church. Um this in the Bible, I always think of a, a song when I see this book. So it really is more fitting for the Bible. But I was in a play in high school called How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's about a book that's teaching a guy how to climb through. And he's like, this book is all that I need. <laughs> and, <laughs> and thank you. So let, let me just summarize. So in this story, because maybe some some people listening don't know the whole story. So in the story, Jesus has been crucified. He was put in the tomb, and that is where we, well, several people attest to having seen Jesus risen. And then he comes and he visits the apostles in the upper room, but Thomas is not there. So Thomas comes back, and the apostles say, we've seen Jesus, right? And then Thomas says, I won't believe until I can put my hands in the wounds. Isn't that true? Isn't that how the story goes, right? Am I missing anything? And then Jesus appears miraculously in the room at that point and invites Thomas to touch his wounds. And then Thomas says, my Lord and my God. So that's, that's the gist of the story. So why did he not believe when everybody else told him? So tell us. Just, Go ahead. just a, a word on faith. Right. And that's why we got out the, the catechism, because, again, I think we can doubt which what does it mean to doubt? You know, not really to to believe it can be true. 
that you're telling me that Jesus is, is risen. I, that, that can't be true. I doubt that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the catechism tells us, um, and I'm just going to quote it and then maybe we can talk about it for, for a minute, but, okay. um, faith is a personal adherence of the whole man to God who reveals himself. It involves an assent of the intellect and will to the self-revelation God has made through his deeds and words. So it'll go on then to say to um, believing is a human act, conscious and free, corresponding to the dignity of the human person. Um, And there's more here about, but okay, this is what I was really looking for. Faith is a supernatural gift from God. In order to believe, man needs the interior helps of the Holy Spirit. So in a nutshell, faith is not something we can just study mm. and say, oh, okay, that makes sense. I got it. Mm-hmm. Faith is a gift that God gives us um, because he loves us so much. He wants us to be with him. He wants us to pray to him, to talk with him. Um to tell him we're sorry when we've sinned, to thank him for the good things in our lives, not because of any sort of self-serving pleasure that he, he gets out of our praise, out of, but because it's good for us. Mm-hmm. He wants, like a good father, what's good for us. Right. And he knows that it's good for us to worship him. Yeah. So he, he, he knows that that is, as the catechism says, supernatural above our nature that's something that is outside of what we're capable of of achieving on our own um think about you know learning to ride a bike i just can't do it without either the training wheels or better yet dad right next to me Mm -hmm. he's got one hand on me maybe one hand on the on, on the bike and he's guiding me through at that point, riding a bike is supernatural for me. It's above what I can do. Right. But I have a good and loving father who's right there with me, who's keeping me upright and going forward. Okay. Um, so that's what faith is. And of course, he wants that for Thomas. Mm-hmm. But we also see that faith means the, a, a, a belief right. that, you know, we say, yes. Right. Now, maybe it's with God's help, but we're saying yes of yes. our own free will. We're saying, I believe. Right. And and Thomas said he didn't, <laughs> right? He Not <laughs> yeah. quoting him, but he said, yeah. I don't believe you. Right. He's not calling them all liars. Maybe, you know, they had some uh, some bad figs or something <laughs> <laughs> to start, you know, but he doesn't believe them. So... He has that that crisis, that moment. Um, interestingly, it's not as, and this is something that a good friend of ours, Venerable Archbishop Fulton John Sheen. Our, our friend. Uh, <laughs> heck yeah, he's our friend. <laughs> um, he talks about this in his book, Life of Christ. Mm-hmm. He's writing about this episode, if you will, the post-resurrection scene. Um, he's talking about the kind of disbelief, the kind of lack of faith 
and he compares Thomas's to what's more common for for our age. Wow. Um, and he says, his, however, was not the frivolous skepticism of indifference or right. hostility to truth. He wanted knowledge in order to have faith. It is unlike the self-wise who want knowledge against faith. So, well, you want to show the how before he can the, believe. Yeah, and and I think how beautiful that that Sheen recognizes. We can tend to kind of wag the finger at Thomas now with two thousand yeah. years of experience and help. We say, "Oh, Thomas, you should have known. You should have believed." Mm-hmm. And he's saying, "No, no, no. Don't take his unbelief for the kind of cold skepticism that we have in the world today, right?" Because what what do you find most of the time with people who don't share the faith that God has given us today? They'll say, "Oh, prove it to me." Yeah, prove it to me. You're saying you. You're 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 going to church. You're praying to this God. Your God is going to help you with that that big test that you have coming. Right. Prove it to me that God can do that. And then right. I'll um, but that's not. They're convinced that God doesn't exist. Right. If he does, he certainly isn't a personal God. Um, whereas Thomas is saying, "This is my whole life. This is mm-hmm. my everything. I want so badly to believe this, but yeah. there's something in me that just can't." Please show me. Whereas the others would say, "Yeah, give me evidence. Right. Give me evidence that proves that I'm wrong." Um, Thomas is saying, "Please give me some evidence to prove that I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. Please right. let right. me be wrong, Lord." Um, so it, there is something. I'm not going to go so far as to say that it's a good thing to doubt. That's something right. we've been fighting against now. You know the the consequences of that. Yeah. For years, but there is something beautiful about how Thomas, um, you can, reading it in this way, you can see this yearning that he has. I want so badly to for this to be true. Yeah. What's really, what's really nice about the story at this point is that um, Jesus knows that he's struggling with his belief. Mm. So he comes to him and he, and he gives them that proof. So um, and then like he said, like you said, he said, blessed are those who have not seen. So even though he should have had more faith, um, God doesn't leave him to like right. be struggling in that unbelief, right? Jesus comes to him and gives him the proof that he was looking for. And I think that's a really beautiful part of the story is that when we are struggling with our unbelief, we can actually turn to God and say, I am struggling here. Help me. Yeah. And he will. And that that's, you know, we need to make sort of an act of faith there. Like I want to believe, but help me. So I don't know. It's a, yeah, I think there's a positive aspect to the story. And so does Fulton Sheen actually. Um, yeah. Well, can, we're buddies, if can, so if I, if I can go back to him just for a moment, because he finishes this chapter with a, a really beautiful sentiment that he says, because um, he's talking about how yes, as you just said um, so beautifully, he said yes. Thomas's faith, had he not had he believed and not seen, would have been stronger. But let's not get hung up on that. Let's thank him. 
for for what he's taught us, right? And he says, some gratitude must always, however, be credited to Thomas, who touched Christ as a man, but believed in him as God. Mm. So when we're tempted to say, oh, Thomas, now, now, you know, you know what? Thank you. But I, um, if we could shift gears just a little bit, sure. something, I was pondering this whole thing. This thought came to me. And um, I'd love to hear what, what you think about it. As a mom of, of three beautiful kids, um, where's Mary in this scene, right? If Mary's with them, sometimes we, we picture her in Pentecost that, um, in the upper room. And it would make sense. If Jesus from the cross, he, he said, uh, woman, behold your son. And to John, behold your mother. And... Um, so, of course, that has the, the treasure trove of, of just spiritual richness that we've been unpacking since. But it also had very firm cultural roots that um, a woman would be taken care of when uh, widowed, as Mary was, right. by her son. Now, her son is dying. She would have been left alone on the streets, you know, um, and so the practical application of that, that John is now going to um, take over that role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so it, it's not unreasonable to think that she's there. Right. Um, but I just, so I have this image when I, when I meditate on this, I just imagine Mary there because why did my first question is to say, why didn't she step in? Why didn't she say something? You know, Thomas, listen, trust me, okay? I know this is scary, but believe me. If you don't believe any of them, believe me, I'm your mother. Believe right. me. It's real. But she doesn't. She doesn't say a word. And it got me thinking about, you know, well, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I'll save that because I want to hear from you. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but not to put you on the spot. I, I know I kind of am, but... <laughs> Okay. Do you, have any, do you have any thoughts about that, especially as a mom? Um, Why know, just... wouldn't step in? Well, I think Mary, of anyone, knows the sentiments of her son's heart and what um, what his mission and purpose was, and she's intimately tied to that. And I think that um, when she when she sees her children suffering, she is there to help. But I think she also knows what Christ's will is in each situation. And I would imagine that in this situation, she probably intuited or knew in some sort of way that what Thomas needed in that moment, and that wouldn't have been her. That's that's my best guess, though. Yeah. So well, I'm I'm glad I asked you first because that's a beautiful affirmation of of what I was thinking. Okay. Um, <laughs> which tells me that either we're both way off or we might be onto something. Oh, look at uh, that! I like that. Because I got to thinking about the role that my mother has played throughout my life and continues to play, and when I'm going nuts right when when i'm just mm -hmm. off the rails about something um often 
she's not swooping in with instructions, right? Almost never. Okay, here's what you're going to do. And, you know, do this, do that. But she's there after I've had my, you know, <laughs> freak out or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Folks don't freak out like all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, she's, she's there. Yes. And even if it's just to be there as I'm weeping through whatever crisis it is that's going on, mm-hmm. she's there. And then when I've come to the conclusion, when I've come to a point of understanding, of finally putting the pieces together, maybe mm-hmm. she's, and then I can finally realize that she has been there <laughs> understanding this from the start. She knew right. the whole time she could see it before I could, but I had to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just there. Yeah. I think there's something to that too. We've talked about this in other episodes, but just how uh, wonderfully God has made us in our differences and even down to masculinity versus femininity, paternity versus maternity. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dad, but I'm a father. You're a spiritual and dad. If, right? if I see that, child of mine in a crisis i want to like save it. And up. i'm yeah. diving in and i'm yeah. gonna say look here's what we're gonna do and yeah. i could be completely wrong right i usually am but no matter what i just i have this urge to 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 jump in and say no 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 this is we're, we're gonna fix this we're gonna and i see in 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 my mom and in you and in so many mothers all right and, and it's so perfectly modeled by mary that yeah just there yeah and it's not a, a, a lack of concern it's not some kind of uh, um what's the german word that schadenfreude when you're enjoying the pain of someone else <laughs> wow look at that that's a big uh, word for this time of night no it's not that it's um it's more it, of it's a just this has to happen yeah can't explain why i just know yeah this has got to play out and when it has played out i'll be here yeah yeah i think that's that's a good summary because you you can't um each person has to go through their own things you 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 don't learn and you don't grow when someone's constantly um fixing for lack of a better word um or swooping in and trying to take that situation away so and imagine the pain that must have caused her. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure Eno- she's another sorrow but... for her immaculate heart. Yeah. That she knows in her bones that these are her children now. Yeah. Um, and to see your child have such a crisis of faith and not just in the sense that, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. No, this yeah. Thomas's whole life has come crashing. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Um, you know better than I do. I think that pains a mother's heart more than we can understand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, but there's, but there's almost nothing. I mean, every mother who's had a child fall away from the faith can probably tell you there's not a lot um, that, that the parent can control besides pray, besides praying for them. Yeah. And being it's, there as a, as a, like a companion along the way. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just amazing to me to think about and spend time with um, what was going through her mind. You know, what was she thinking? What was, what memories did she have? You know, was she remembering? Um, Cause she, you know, she could have had similar moments earlier on. Um, I, I, I'd say could have, cause uh, as I'm saying that, I also realized she was given an extra heavy dose of Holy spirit. Right. Right. Which as the catechism tells us is necessary uh, for faith. Hers would then have been, I mean, she's just steady as she goes, mm -hmm. right. The whole mm -hmm. time from the con conception of Jesus until the resurrection. Yeah. She um, would have been extra receptive but, to other people's experience of it too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, being able to empathize in those situations. Yeah. But I just wonder, right? So if she did have any moments of not necessarily doubt in terms of faith that God had a plan and would would work it out the way it needed to be, because that's a given, right? Mm -hmm. But just the human kind of, God, how are you going to do this? Yeah. How, you know, and I wonder then in that moment, looking at Thomas as, and what's Thomas doing? Is he, is he crying? Is he, is he getting kind of violent? Is he? lashing out at his friends um does he go back and apologize and, or does it just it's just understood or you know i mean mm -hmm. so yeah so it's a it's a lot to think about yeah. and it's a these are good things for our kids to meditate on too and and think through those things like well how would you feel in that situation and yeah yeah which so. serves us wonderfully as a it does segue, it's a good segue I didn't mean to. No, look at that but, Holy uh, Spirit. But that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Alexandra and I have been talking about for the next few episodes, and I mean, it's not going to be like the new format for the podcast, but something no. that we'll perhaps revisit once in a while. Um, doing a sort of, not sort of, doing a Lexio Divina. Yes. Right, a, uh, divine reading. Yes. Um, and... This is such a rich form of prayer. When you break open scripture and dive in down to the, to the most minute detail, um, slowly and meditatively read through God's word, mm -hmm. try to picture it, try to visualize it. And this, I think, might be the key for our kids. Yeah, I, I'm, you know? I'm so on board. I'm, I'm really excited about this when you suggested it. Yeah. Um, and you, you say you've been doing this with your kids, right? I'm trying because that this is what's made the difference in my life. So why wouldn't I do it for them? You know, um, yeah. learn See, I never really did it so much myself. Well, I didn't until adulthood. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's, it's a, it changes the everything. <laughs> it's just like, you start thinking about these things and then those questions lead to thoughts, which, you, then you can have a conversation with God about them and you, you just learn right. so much. Um, so, yeah, so we've been, I have a children's, a full Bible. It's just, but it's translated in um, like children's vernacular, you know, easier for the kids. And we just pick a passage and we read it and I'll read it once through and then I'll go through it again and I'll pause and I'll direct them through imagining the scene. If it's a particularly, um, you know, elaborate scene that we can actually imagine. And then I'll prompt with questions. Um, what do you think this person felt? What do you think 
was like there. What do you see in the scene? That kind of stuff. And then um, we pause for those questions. And then we wrap up with a couple of minutes of silence where they're allowed to just, they're just supposed to talk to God about whatever they thought about. And that's it. So, yeah. I think it's so great for anyone, but especially for kids, because it's all about the holy use of the imagination. Yeah. Which your kids are uh, so good at. Oh, man. So, by the yeah. way, um, if if you could have your son Matthew finish up with my homily for Sunday, that would be great. He's going to do Alexio of the Gospel and write my homily for him. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, um, so yeah, I think so. We'll we'll set this up a little more in the next episode, but just by way of um, of uh, preview, you yeah. know, um, we sort of unintentionally got into it in, in this one, but. Um, as you can see, if you slow things down and place yourself in the scene, it's amazing what God will, will share with you. Um, so we invite you to, uh, not just listen to, to that one kind of, um, well, listen to it however you want, but we invite you to listen to it as a moment of prayer. All right. And it's going to become a, a moment of prayer for, for all of us together and gather your kids around and uh, your your grandkids or your God kids, whoever it is. And, and we'll do that. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. And we'll try to maybe keep it 15 minutes so it's not too yeah. long, you know, and, and keep it brief so that it can be played. Um, Okay, Father Connolly. Yeah, so before we go, yes. how have you heard God Ooh. since last time? Um, well, I, I will just share this brief story, and I'm not going to go into all the details, but I listened to a virtual talk from a virtual retreat this weekend, and uh, they, this is great. She led us in a meditation Oh. She did exactly what we're talking about, the sister. So um, I sat there on my couch and I was doing the meditation and um, I was speaking with God and something came up in response to it. And, um, and I was kind of surprised, you know, as I was, I was talking to God and I was like, is that, am I really thinking about this the right way? What not? Um, and then 20 minutes later, I opened up my Magnificat to do the, to read the daily mass readings and the, what I had been talking about with God was right there in the gospel, like exactly what I'd been thinking about. Mm. Um, and I was just like, my mind kind of exploded a little bit, you know? Um, and it was just like a kind of a clear, like, no, no, you're on the right track. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say to you. And uh, it, it was just really, really kind of cool. So, yeah. What about you? How have you heard God? The last few weekends, we've had first penance for uh, little guys getting ready for First Holy Communion. And that's always a a really, really strong encounter with the Lord because you hearing from from a child making his or her first confession you know you're really given that uh 
that inside look right on that relationship because kids hold nothing back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you teach them enough, they're talking to God, right? They, they catch on and um, it's just amazing. And not only that, but then sometimes family members come back and they'll say, um, Father, it's been years since I've been to confession. And you say, awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. You know, yeah. and you just really feel God's God's presence there. Um, so I don't know what exactly he's saying. Maybe besides, it's you just know, like being a priest is great. Yeah, that's a good message. <laughs> Share in my merciful uh, work here. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. fantastic. It's great. Awesome. Nice. All right, so. There you have it, how we heard God. Mm-hmm. And um, so invite your friends if they haven't been listening to Raising Saints, right? Yeah. We want to maybe start uh, with, with, well, start with this one. Start with anyone. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Marathonic, definitely join us. But <laughs> join us for prayer. Binge listen. No, that would be a bad <laughs> no, idea. We're not that good to listen to. <laughs> but God is we have a lot of tangents (laughs) so well thank you to little John for his question and uh, until next time bye thanks for listening to Raising Saints we hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned something about the faith the church and God most importantly We hope you've heard God's voice as he calls out to you in love, as he calls you to a friendship with himself, as he calls you to be a saint. Until next time, God bless you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.